the more we open our mind up to areas that it can benefit us, the more I think we can start to progress. And that's why I say, think about your relationships. Try not to spend too much time in ones that drain you. Try to allow yourself the respect to say no um, to those relationships and yes to yourself. Put yourself first because it's so much easier to help people when you're overflowing with energy. Like it just, it's not almost no effort when you've got so much radiant energy that when life's just flowing than it is when things aren't going your way and things are really tough and then you still have to try and help others. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Jake, and you are listening to The Success Shift, a show where perfection does not exist, but learning and growth take center stage. Have you ever felt stuck, like you're doing all the work but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on, or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, then you are definitely going to want to tune in. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Tell you what, I am lacking some energy today. I um, spent a lot of yesterday cleaning. As I was telling you, we had an unfortunate... uh, Sorry, one second. There we go. We had an unfortunate outbreak of mold in our place yesterday. So I spent most of yesterday afternoon scrubbing and cleaning and I sent lovely fiance and the little one off to Omar's place for the night so they had a sleep over there and got a little bit carried away after scrubbing because I was like oh, I haven't had a night it's quiet for myself in ages so I was trying to get some work done and before I knew it, it was like 2 in the morning and anyway I went to bed and forgot to turn off all my morning baby alarms that usually start at about 3 4 o'clock so I just fallen asleep and then my alarms start going off. And you know, when you're in that sleepy state, you kind of don't think I just turn it off. And then 45 minutes later, an hour later, there's another one going off to tell me to do another thing. And then another hour after that, there's another one. I'm like, oh, why did I do this? Foolish Jake, foolish Jake. So on the positives that the mold seems to be gone, we had a heater arrive today. So we've got a little temporary air dryer and warmer until our proper heating gets fixed from our landlord. We haven't really needed it just yet. And due to gas prices, we've been trying to hold off. But it's getting down to that time and uh, it needs to come in and get it sorted for us because it's starting to get a bit colder. And um, the days are getting shorter. It's a strange sensation for me. I'll tell you what, I, I am grateful to have this experience as a traveler. You get put into different cultures and different environments. And, um, you know, in Perth, where I'm from, I don't have for, you know, 4 30 5 o'clock sunsets it's usually the earliest it gets dark is like 6 30 and then the latest it gets dark is maybe 8 30 but i'm sure all of you over in canada experience the same thing as well like it's getting dark like 4 30 
especially when the clouds are around it gets so dark so early and dark so late and so you've got such long nights and then in summer it's so short it's crazy it's a really cool feeling I guess it's definitely different for me um but yeah today I'm very grateful for um, having a clean house and good health and grateful that although I had a lot of scrubbing to do we were able to catch it before it got too bad and that um you know he get on top of things and very grateful that you know I work from home and I have the ability to just go up well something needs to be done I'm going to do it you know and just put everything on pause like lots of people don't have that opportunity to just put everything on pause and sort out solutions you know people go into work nine to five they go to work they come home they got to feed the kids cook dinner all that sort of stuff and then deal with those sort of issues whereas I had the joy of just putting pretty much everything on pause getting it done and resuming back to life which was incredible incredibly lucky that I've got that so I'm very very grateful for that um but yes please share with me some of your gratitude this morning like I said I'm feeling a little fatigued because I uh foolishly continued working thinking that you know I've got the house to myself and that I realized that uh as I get older I'm not bouncing back from those sleepers but as good as I am I'm still very young but definitely feeling a little bit uh sluggish this morning or this evening there you go it's always three o'clock and I'm still slug already sluggish so good morning let's have a look at these chats grateful for a walk in the wind and rain it makes you feel alive it definitely does um I haven't gone for a jog for about five days but going for a jog for me when it's a bit colder outside and the rain's kicking in and you know people are rugging up and you get out there and I really like cold temperature exposure and so I'll run one kilometer and then I tend to get into like like I go out in my shorts and a jumper and some gloves and beanie and stuff because it's a bit cold but then once I get my body temperature up and I get to about one kilometer I take my jumper off and it's just kind of me with my shorts in nature and it's a really invigorating feeling and it makes you feel alive and I absolutely love it, but getting to that point is a is the hard part. <laughs> so I haven't done it for a few days. Um, good job on cleaning. Thank you. Yeah, it was, I'm very glad that's done. Today I'm grateful for this beautiful day. I woke up to feeling appreciation for the many small comforts I have in my life. Yeah, I love it. It's the little things that really add up. There's a certain type of cleaner to deal with the mold. I'm sure it feels really good to have your home completely clean. Uh, there is sprays and stuff like that that you can use. But I like to try and use as little chemicals as possible, especially since we've got the newborn. So I actually made a big bucket of um, a tiny bit of like soap, some water, some hot water. Um, I cut some lemons in half and squeezed them in there and then half a thing of vinegar. And I just got on my hands and knees and got scrubbing. And then I put like a bicarb soda paste on the walls kind of thing. And let that sit, set in there. And then I... Um, wiped it over with a very strong like basically all vinegar and just water mix and then I just wiped it off with fresh water to clear that away and it's all come off it looks brand new hopefully it'll stay that way um <laughs> I can let you know in a week <laughs> but uh yeah it's a good feeling to have it all gone all righty we have 11 people on this chat. I want to see some gratitude coming through. I want to make this more active. You know, this is a community um, and like I said in my quote yesterday, you learn by doing and getting involved. The idea of repetitive gratitude is so that you actually find gratitude and you spend that time looking for the things that you're grateful for and finding positive energy and stop thinking about the negative things. So if you're coming on these chats and you're just listening, 
that's great, but you're going to do yourself 10 times more favors if you actually get involved, share, think about it. If you're really too shy to comment in the chat, at least write it down on a bit of paper um, and actually do the work. Because I think the quote I said, yes, it was from Confucius, which is, you know, I, if I hear it, I forget it. If I see it, I remember it. If I do it, I learn it. I believe it was along those lines. And it's very true. Often we hear people tell us something and it kind of goes in one ear and out the other. If we see someone do something and make the sticks for a lot longer, but tends to fade away and you're like, oh, I remember doing this. But if you actually do it yourself and get your hands dirty and get amongst it, you, you do learn. So please get involved as much as you can. Today I'm grateful for this beautiful day. I just read that one. Check. That is what I do for cleaning vinegar and baking soda. Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, today I want to talk about relationships. And this is what I was touching on yesterday. And no, I don't want to talk about relationships as in what your girlfriend did or your husband did to you yesterday or the day before, but relationships in a general sense. As human beings, we are pack animals. We long for comfort and companionship and feel safe in numbers. And often, um, I think relationships are overlooked. And there are many areas where we like discussing relationships is not just sexual relationships, but relationships with, and this relates to what we we're talking about yesterday with the self, others, and circumstances. It's kind of your relationship with, I want to say objects, but not, not, not so much objects, but um, let's say circumstances, then your relationship with others, but more importantly, your relationship with yourself. And I think this often gets overlooked because when you think about relationship, the first thing that pops into mind when you say this word is your relationship with others, usually sexual relationship or romantic relationship, whatever you want to call it. But then, of course, you have family relationships, you have relationships with friends, you have work relationships, you have business relationships. And um, I want to talk about the difference between transactional and non-transactional relationships because in life pretty much all relationships are transactional or at least that's how they start out you know we meet someone usually with the intention of wanting someone or getting to know them if it's a romantic relationship you know you want something from them have attraction to them um, and you're trying to pre present something back um, in order to get what you want and business relationships are the same and it's only as we start to progress with that relationship that it can actually that it often slips to a non-transactional relationship where you've met someone for long enough and they've provided you with enough value and you've provided them with enough value that you can now meet up without any desire for reciprocated value is the word i'm going to use because when we have a transactional relationship we have to understand that it's a mutual agreement to provide value for one another and more far too often, especially this day, especially um, with the online, so many people go into relationships, any kind of relationship, purely wanting and not so often wanting to give. Now, if we can shift our mindset and our priorities to wanting to give first and like generally feeling that like the purpose of this relationship is so that I can provide as much value to the other person as possible. Then I think you'll find that you have more um, genuine relationships and relationships that last longer. And it's, it's a hard 
reality to sort of understand, but like every relationship in some way or another is transactional. If you just think about it, um, you know, you, you have a child, for example, and you want to give them all this care and love and watch them grow so that you can, you know, see them grow into this human and feel proud that you've, you've helped someone in their journey. I mean, that's not the best example, but it is kind of at some level when a baby first comes out, it's kind of helpless and it needs mum for feeding and cleaning and all that sort of stuff. It's only when you both get to a certain level of appreciation for what the other person has done for you in your life that, you know, it becomes um, a bit more non-transactional. And I think, unfortunately, lots of people don't have the ability to shift from the transactional to the non-transactional. So what I'm proposing is that we look at our relationships or you look at your relationships in life. Um, with whether co-workers whether business partners whether I don't know family friends you know there's sometimes those friends who you feel like you only catch up with because you need something or want something or you you who's got those friends where you send, send get a message from them a text message and you're like ah, what do they want now that, like, that's your instantaneous thought if you've ever got if you've got any friends like that chuck some ones in the chat one one and I get. I bet you can probably put a name to them too. I'm not asking you to, but I, I know you, you you have those people and you're like, ah, every time I get a message from them, they want this or they want that. See, this is unfortunately a negative transactional relationship. And we've got to understand that people are either energy givers or they're energy drainers. And you'll notice this fairly quickly um, when you have conversations with people in any aspect of your life relationship-wise, whether you're always giving like when you finish the, the conversation or you finish um I don't, I don't want to say transaction again but you finish just being around that person you're like ah oh, i feel drained i'm always helping this person they're always blah, blah 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 some people you don't mind doing that with like siblings or you know really really close friends that are going through a hard time or something like that but some people it's just every single time and it's not reciprocated and these become a, a draining transactional relationship and it's important to note these because if you surround yourself by too many of these negatively transactional relationships, you're going to find yourself just getting run down. And it's really not that hard to make the shift to trying to reduce your interaction with these people and start trying to improve your circle of friends to more energy giving um, people. My God, when you're a giver, you've got to watch the takers and energy vampires are the worst. Yeah, because people are like, and people who take energy, they don't really notice that they're doing it. And so they don't feel the need to reciprocate. So they just keep taking and taking and taking and until you put a stop to it or in that relationship, you're going to just keep giving and giving and giving. And unfortunately, these relationships can be very, very draining. And they can compile and they can build up. And so the first kind of topic I want to to sort of get through here is that we've got to understand what our relationships are with these other people and watch um, where our energy is going. Cause we only have a finite amount of energy, mental energy, as well as physical energy. Um, and I know that cause I'm, I'm draining on some today, but if we can observe this in some people, some of those relationships you can't end, you know, some of them you have to have in your life and that's fine too, but you just have to understand those and limit your time with them and maybe only um, engage in those relationships when you're, when you're at your fullest um, through use of the lack of a better word. The next relationship is ourself. And I think this is 
really, really important. And we kind of, this is something that we often forego is building the relationship with ourselves. And I think the older you get, the more you realize that this is probably the most important one. And it can be different levels. You know, what is your relationship with your emotional self? What is your relationship with your physical self? What is your relationship with your mental self? You know, do you give yourself the time a day and the respect that you deserve to work on your mental um, being? Do you give you the t- your t- yourself the respect and the time of day that you deserve to work on your physical being? Because at the end of the day, until you have respect for yourself over others, it's going to be really, really hard to get on top of things. Because I've been there in a point in my life where I had respect for everyone else before myself. And this led in me just doing everything for others. And in turn, ended up me being very drained, very exhausted and feeling like I wasn't really getting anywhere. And often as helpers or givers or people who like to support others, we kind of do it without expecting anything in return but we also understand how nice it is when when we need it to have it returned and sometimes um, if you surround yourself by as was mentioned earlier energy vampires you find that when it's your time to need something like that you actually don't have it so the best way to do this to, to get around this in my opinion is to build that relationship with yourself strong first because this will allow you to go hang on myself is struggling at the moment i you have to put a barrier up and say no, which is a very hard thing for lots of givers to do, is to say no and say, I need to work on myself first. And once I'm back full of energy, once I'm 100% and overflowing, then I can help. I think there's a very common saying. I can't remember where I heard it first, but it was like, only help others when your cup is overflowing. So if you've got an empty cup, you know, you've got nothing to give to anyone. But if you are full of energy, full of positivity, and don't give me, and hear, hear this, energy is contagious. And if you've got so much of it that's just bursting out and overflowing, it'll just catch on to other people and it will immerse, it, emerge, immerse itself. Wow, I'm not doing well with my words. It'll just engulf other people and they will just, without even realizing it start to feed off your energy if it's if it's so full and and overpairing but i mean that can work in a negative way as well so really work on your self relationship work on give yourself the time and respect to have the balance of your own emotional um relationships and physical relationships so that you are at your peak before you start helping others now the next thing i want to talk about is relationship with circumstances and this is kind of where i wanted to go with this but spoke a little bit longer than I'd like to in the previous topic. However, I think it's important. As traders, one thing we really have to work on is our relationship with money, right? And where we come from, what our background is, what our beliefs are, what is our relationship with money? Have we come from a poor family with a poverty mindset? Have we come from a very wealthy family where we just get given everything and we don't understand the need to work for something? Then maybe you're on the charts kind of throwing the money away because you haven't had that relationship that understands the need to protect um, money and I think once we start to dive into where we've come from and our beliefs and our values and how we were brought up and how we were taught and what our relationship is with money then we can really start to progress with our trading because at the end of the day we are on the charts to provide ourselves with a means of income at a much larger one than we are used to, right? 
the reason we're all on the charts is to basically get more money and do it by spending very little time on the charts. That's the whole basis of trading, really. But I think what's important here is your intention behind doing that. And again, this comes back to your why and why you want money and what you're going to do with that. And, you know, they always say money's not evil, people are. And it's money is definitely a tool that will just amplify your traits and behaviors. And so if you've got a good relationship with money and you understand the power it can have in a positive aspect, then I believe you'll have more success and an easier time understanding how you can grow and develop on your journey, let's say. Because if you're like me, when I first started, I needed trading to work to pay my bills. I needed trading trading to work so I didn't have to go to a job but just put food on my table. And this was the wrong mentality to come at it because that need, that like thirst and like hunger for it that's just so like, oh, if this doesn't work, then I'm not going to be able to pay my rent this month. That's going to be the very thing that takes that success away from you. And so please, one of the biggest shifts I had was when I realized that, yes, this can work and it can work quickly for a lot of people. But if we really want to give it the best best chances of succeeding, we have to be a bit more realistic and look at this as a long-term, slowly building thing for longevity, not for quick put food on the table kind of money. And again, this is about our relationship with money. If if we are very tight with our money and we don't have much savings and we, you know, like if we're living above our means, which is a key aspect to um, your relationship with money, then it's going to be really hard to make this work, I believe. And don't get me wrong, I can be very wrong on this. Everyone's different. But if we do have a good understanding and relationship with money, like I've gotten to a point in my life where I live very, very cheaply because I had to for a while, but I also have come accustomed to that lifestyle and I actually quite like it very minimalistic um, not needing much and in doing so I can actually spend money in different areas to some of my friends who have got much higher paying jobs but live a lot more I would say unnecessary lavish lives and that just comes down to the relationship that they have they came from fairly well families got told to go work so that they could earn a decent wage so that they could buy a house and that's kind of the the be all and end all of life. And, you know, that's, that's where it ends for them. Whereas I was more, um, you know, money can provide you with a lot of opportunities. You just have to find those opportunities and be smart about how you spend them. So really diving deep and understanding what your relationship is with money, I think is going to help you drastically on the charts and understand why you want it, why you need it. We speak about the why all the time. I mean, just dig a little bit deeper into that, you know, relationship with self, that relationship with money, that respect that you have for yourself on the charts and that respect that you have for yourself in everyday life. Um, and yeah, I think just digging a lot deeper into all levels of relationship, which is kind of the topic for this week. And, and that's what I was touching on yesterday was, you know, those three levels of circumstance, others and, and self. So does that make sense to everyone? I hope I didn't um, jump around too much, but drop some ones in the chat if any of this is resonating with you. One makes total sense. One, 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 one. My alarm's going off again on my watch. <laughs> one, 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 one. Okay, great. Perfect. Yeah, because I think, again, most of the time I discuss these topics, it's all about self-evaluation, understanding the mind, because it really is as simple as 
just a decision. Most of the time, these, like the worry, for example, the worry diagram, it's a frustrating and great relief of mindset where you can see something so easy and people who suffer with anxiety and you know, I, I don't want to say anxiety, it's a, it's a different thing. It's a, um, but if you're stressing a lot and you feel like you've got all these problems and, you know, always, how do I say, have, like having issues in relation to money and finances and um, not being able to do X, Y, and Z, but then you see a diagram like you saw yesterday and it was like, do you have a problem? No, why worry? Do you have a problem? Yes, why worry? So it's as simple as shifting your perspective and understanding the mindset. And this can help in every little aspect. So the more we open our mind up to areas that it can benefit us, the more I think we can start to progress. And that's why I say, think about your relationships. Try not to spend too much time in ones that drain you. Try to allow yourself the respect to say no um, to those relationships and yes to yourself put yourself first because it's so much easier to help people when you're overflowing with energy like it just it's not almost no effort when you've got so much radiant energy that when life's just flowing than it is when things aren't going your way and things are really tough and then you still have to try and help others it's and honestly sometimes you're not even helping people when you do that because people can feel the energy and they're like oh, I really want to some help here and I didn't get any because you're in a negative energy as well. I mean, a ne negative state of mind as well. So spend that time, check your relationships with yourself, check your relationship with money. And I think this will help um, really give you a background of maybe where some of your struggles are on the charts. Offer, you know, fear and greed are the two things that run, run the charts and fear and greed in money is just so strong. Are you fearful of losing money? Do you want more so you're greedy? Like they're almost the, the simplest explanations of where people can understand what fear and greed are. So I hope that made sense. Um, I hope you're able to take something away from that and spend some time reflecting on these things and maybe tomorrow come into the group and share with us what you've sort of realized, maybe some, any key points as to things that may have affected your relationship with money or things that may, that you may notice in certain relationships that are draining your energy, for example. Jake, Tiana yeah. here. Jake, um, with regards to like relationship with money. So that section, you know, where mm -hmm. we're putting some emphasis with uh, regards to, because I know for myself, I can see that, this has been a challenge for myself and learning trading. It's not the learning trading that's been the issue around it. It's um, I certainly thought I had a much better relationship with money than um, than is yeah. coming across in in my trading. So I'm trying to you know find is I don't know is there some exercises maybe that could be done or some activity to work through to kind of understand better where uh, where the maybe the issues lie with with regards to relationship and money mindset. Yeah, that's a good good question. Um, okay, I'll do a little research on it myself as well, but I just thought maybe you'd come across something. Yeah, I mean, really the relationship with money comes from your upbringing most of the time um, or any major financial things that you've had 
happen in your life. I don't know, maybe you had a business that went under or something like that, like the poverty okay. mentality or the, the mm-hmm. upbringing of relationship with money. So I think the first step is to maybe do some self-evaluation and see, okay, what was my parents' relationship with money and what lessons did they teach me? One and two. Okay. You know, did I come from a very wealthy family who had businesses or did I come from, let's say, uh, my mom was a teacher or a nurse or someone who, you know, who went through the system and worked really hard. And and like my mom's a nurse, for example, works her butt off. She's an incredible nurse, an incredible lady. But as we all know, nurses don't get paid that well. Mm-hmm, and she's right. made it quite high up. But she she taught me everything she knew to the best of her ability. And I love her for it. But she had a set of teachings that she got taught Um and right. that's just the messages that have come down. So understand what you got l- learned, what, what you got taught, yeah. um, okay. where that starts from. And then the next thing I would suggest is even doing like a bit of a budgeting plan. So mm-hmm. going through and looking at your expenses and basically tracking everything, like spend, if you can go back to your, your phone, your bank records, do mm-hmm. like three months worth of tracking, write a list mm-hmm. because you might find that you spend like $70 a month on coffee. Right. And this can give you an understanding of like, okay, maybe my relationship of money is the fact that I like to spend money on the little luxuries, or maybe you don't have any of that kind of stuff. Maybe you're like Mm -hmm. really budgeted and you've you've really just got like everything to the T, like I know exactly where every dollar is and you're really Mm -hmm. tight with your money, which can also be another restriction on the charts. Because if you're super tight with your money and you don't want to give the charts, the room to make that little bit of move and you're always moving mm-hmm. stop loss and protecting it, then that that can be a negative okay. aspect to making profits as well. So okay. I yeah. Think- so really, really evaluate just to this point in my life, what, what, what that looks like, how, how, you know, like you say, the upbringing, but then for myself, I can see that it was not necessarily that part. I would say it's been learned through, um, and I'll make some notes around this, but with regards to that living month to month, paycheck to paycheck, and they're not really having enough. If there's always um, each month, um, how would we put it in our household? More month than paycheck, and so, <laughs> and so um, more expenses, obviously, than uh, paycheck. And so, yeah, I'll, t- I'll I'll make some notes around that, and I'll get a better understanding of um, how to be better with with that um, kind of, like I said. Uh, moving myself out of the poverty mindset or poverty uh, mentality. So thank you, Jake. That helps. I'll, I'll make no some worries. notes and over I'll, the next um, couple of days. I'll do a little bit of, let's say, more structured assessment on like suggestions that I could have for people. Mm-hmm. And maybe no, we can talk is, about that tomorrow as well. This is good. No, this gets a, gets me thinking. Absolutely. And I knew it was work I needed to do, but it's, yeah, it's definitely um, sooner than later the work needs <laughs> to be done. It's always the key. It's yeah. all about actually doing the work absolutely okay thanks jake no worries thank you um if you've ever got questions at all and you're on these calls please feel free to um, reach out and open your mic like diana did that's great i love it and we can have constructive conversation um but that is brings us to the end our trading um call has started a couple minutes ago so to my traders i will see you soon to those who are not trading listening on the podcast i will hear you tomorrow all right but for now i will love you and leave you and um yeah speak soon bye